SAFM, leading the conversation. Good afternoon once again and thank you so much uh, for connecting with us and uh, we invite you uh, to join us uh, via WhatsApp on 0614-104-107 and you can also connect with us uh, on Twitter and Facebook at SAFM Radio, hashtag SAFM Lifetime Live and uh, we welcome your SMSs at 40938, charged at 150 and uh, you can also call us on 0891 As we begin a call conversation Nelson Mandela once said if there are dreams about a beautiful South Africa there are also roads that lead um, to that goal two of these roads could be named goodness and forgiveness how do we get there when we have not actually uh, even identified or recognized that we are a wounded society we are a hurting people as South Africans and where do we begin uh, the process of healing Professor Pitiganduli is joining us uh, in Johannesburg good afternoon and welcome Professor uh, 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 hi 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 to the listeners like, Professor, it, it's not even a, a question whether we are a wounded um, society or not. You just have to read our news and watch what's happening in different forms of media to actually recognize that uh, something has to give. So where do we even begin? Have we even identified the fact that we are hurt? We are hurting as a people. Yeah, you know, the problem that is facing our country is the, the one of continuous discontinuity. We start things and we never pursue those things to their logical end. Mm. If in the first place we took up the reconciliation uh, uh, you know, affair as it was pushed by a president to do and the rest of the other people and let it follow to its logical conclusion, then we would be saying that we are beginning to uh, address ourselves. For so the principles of that reconciliation is for people to accept that we have done wrong. So you cannot mm. uh, heal a person who does not realize that they are damaged or they are wounded. That's it. And and because the person has to acknowledge that I'm not well and then um, approach a professional, as you do with uh, either you, you need a sangoma, you need a medical doctor, uh, you first acknowledge that something is wrong. So if you were to diagnose as, as a professional, what is wrong with South Africa? currently as it stands? You see, what has happened is that uh, for over 300 uh, you know, years, we were oppressed. In other words, those who oppressed us uh, we were creating what is called the coloniality of being, where our culture, our education, our religion, our philosophy, our, our knowledge systems were being uh, eradicated and, and trampled upon to an extent that we did not know exactly who we are. Mm. Now that we have politically liberated ourselves, we are culturally, you know, still subservient, you know, to other people. Economically, uh, our education system, uh, even our own kind of religion, except, you know, for uh, Amanazareta, Abapostoli, and all of these things, the rest of uh, us are still held within the palm of uh, the old colonial, uh, you know, mentalities that still, you know, remain with us. So, could it be that perhaps we are too afraid to go and, and start over? Yeah, no. Sometimes we may not actually be afraid. Sometimes that we don't even realize ah. that, uh, that we don't even realize that 
we are still oppressed. We think that uh, if I hold the title of being a, a minister mm. or a deputy minister or a DG or whatever, that earns me a lot of uh, you know good money. Uh, that that is not actually the end. That's the beginning of a realization that we have got to do something about uh, about ourselves. We have got to do something mm-hmm. about how we educate each other, uh, and 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 what our church uh, uh, you know you know preach. Even the Bible that we so believe uh, you know in tells us truth that we do not actually even realize. And if at all we don't realize that. We cannot even call upon the scriptures to help us to uh, to do so because we don't even understand that. Mm. But there were processes like your CODESA. Um, What would be your analysis um, in in terms of where we were and and how uh, CODESA was approached? You see what uh, CODESA uh, did, because it was very, very, very tense, it required a lot of... uh, compromises, mm. uh, you know, for us, because if at all we didn't make some compromises, then we would be maybe in a worse position, you know, than we are. But we should have realized that when you make those compromises, you must work out the methods of undoing those compromises mm. as, ti- as time goes on to lay out a, 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 a longer process of uh, a healing, a longer process of... Uh, a, 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 a reconciliation. So you need to build that, you know, into it. Yes? And you can't just do it from your head or, or politically. Mm. You have got to do it through education. You have got to do it through religion. You have got to do it, you know, through culture. Mm. The role played by poetry, the role played by music, the role played by all, all, all of these should also be part of, of helping us heal because it is a poetry, it is a music, it is a dance, that uh, puts us onto the net where we influence all the anti-apartheid movement that ultimately liberated us. So we just turn that upside down and use what we use to fight apartheid, to use it in order that we must begin to heal ourselves. But, you know, um, again, uh, when we talk about this um, reconciliation, transformation, restoration, social cohesion, uh, at times it, it feels like, you know, one um, race in, in South Africa is willing to move forward with the process. And, and the other race, um, parts of the other race, it almost feels like they have to be coerced. I don't know, definitely. I mean, if people have been having their own privileges at the expense uh, of, of other people, it is difficult, actually, for them to begin to imagine themselves uh, in the shoes of those people that have been placed you know, in it. And once you got uh, liberated, there's one word that was actually been used, yeah, the issue of transformation. That's the most dangerous word, uh, you know, transformation. What are you transforming? You know? Because what you do, you don't have to transform things. You've got to revolutionize things. Mm. <laughs> if I have to transform uh, an apartheid rule to be replaced by just simply a black rule without, uh, you know, getting the humanity that... Yeah, involved. that's almost like reverse racism. All right, we, we're yeah. going to um, go to a commercial break and I urge you to just uh, uh, join the conversation. Please do join us. Uh, we are on WhatsApp on 0614-104-107 and uh, you can also join us via Twitter at Positive GP. 
Um, that's my Twitter handle at SAFM Radio and hashtag SAFM Lifetime Live as we have this conversation and SMS 40938. Uh, SMS is charged at 150. FM Radio and at Positive GP on Twitter. And uh, my guest uh, today is Professor Pitigan Duli, who is a poet, artist, a sangoma, and academic. Um, and uh, we're talking about uh, the need for healing in, in South Africa and uh, healing uh, that has an understanding of all of us um, having this ideal South Africa um, that uh, we commonly want uh, to achieve. And we're talking about uh, the need uh, to heal and invite your comments, your questions. Um, WhatsApp voice note on 0614-104-107. And you can join us at SAFM Radio, uh, hashtag SAFM Lifetime Live. Um, I've got a question on Twitter. Uh, Professor Pitiga, uh, mm-hmm. please ask um, Professor that should we continue as a generation to blame Madiba for the compromises made? I mean, for me, the saddest thing yeah, that I have in South Africa, particularly from younger people, is the criticism of Madiba as if Madiba was alone, mm. as if Madiba uh, was a, a dictator. Uh, on the contrary, Madiba has been complaining that he is not alone. He was with other people. Mm. But we continue to blame him. So if you continue to blame people without analyzing the situation, then we trap ourselves actually into the past. We become more critical of ourselves than we are critical of those people who refuse to be, uh, refuse to be healed. Mandela came out of uh, you know, prison. And uh, he, he said to the people, I am not alone. You always want to make me into a god. I am not alone. Mm-hmm. I was with Sisulu, I was with Mutsweli, I was with all of these uh, you know, other people. Uh, the, the mistakes that have been made by the movement are blamed on the, uh, I mean, on the individual who happens to be uh, uh, you know, Mandela. I'm yet to find somebody who will say that uh, Mandela defied everybody and compromised. Mm, it, mm. That insult it was in consultation. Yeah. So let us talk about uh, the spiritual process that we also need to undergo. Um, because, you know, I I I know as a fact that uh, growing up as a little girl, when you constantly been told that you are not worthy, you are not good enough, you end up believing it. And there are pockets of our society that will have to unlearn some of the things that uh, we we grew up knowing about us as as individuals. Yes, I mean that's interesting. You should say that because when I woke up in the morning, I spoke to my very good uh, uh, brother, uh, you know, Bishop uh, Malusi Mpumulani, uh, who just brought the issue of healing, not knowing that I was going to be in an interview, who was raising the issues about what is an indigenous way of going about, uh, 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 you know, healing. Mm, so if mm. you are constantly told that uh, uh, you are bad, you end up believing that, uh, in a sense, uh, you are bad. But because our oppression has been so thorough that even uh, we don't even understand our own languages that tell us uh, uh, those things. I'll give you an example. A, a, a young woman, my, my, my daughter in my language is what in daughter has. Yeah. That in literally translated, that is a real man. He, he speaks about the strength of that. My wife is Nkosi Gazi, who is a real king, mm. you know, in, 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 in the house. And the word Umfazi, 
is constructed out of two of the most powerful concepts of love and of knowledge. And yet we end up saying a man is the head of the family. Those wow. are some of the things that the ideas that we really need to, to heal in, in our mind. When you speak about Ubuntu, that I am because you are, that's another powerful healing thing. Mm-hmm. Those who resist the uh, change reject Ubuntu, they reject that it is. So what are we healing? We are healing a people who have no Ubuntu so that they can join the, the, the family of the people with Ubuntu. Mm. Wow. That, that's just so profound. So step by step, if you were to um, give uh, tips to authorities, where do we, what do we do? Um, I, I mean, in, in terms of introspection, um, soul searching as an individual, soul reflection, um, self-reflection, because each one of us is needed uh, in order for us uh, to achieve this ideal. Yeah, you know what happens is that you ask yourself for the master question. One time, I mean, we call my family, we meet, say, once a year, the huge family. And then one day, one of us asked, and he said, why is it that when we, we meet here, all of us as family and friends, there are no colored people, there are no Indian people, there are no white people. When did we as a family take a position that when we are enjoying, we are not inviting other people, and yet when we converse, I speak about uh, Noyati or Andres that I work with who is so good. So mm-hmm. if we don't ask ourselves those questions as families, as people, then we cannot then a place that as a bigger nation we will be able to find a, a more solid way of addressing the issues that are confronting us. Mm. So, yeah. Uh, is there any um, institution uh, that perhaps we should hold accountable in, in leading this conversation? I'm very skeptical of... of um, g- g- uh, the moral regeneration office and and what role it can play in in leading us and helping us move forward. I think that the moral regeneration, moral regeneration. You see what we have done in South Africa. We did a brilliant thing of coming up with uh, issues that can help us to heal. You know each other. Remember what I said before that we suffer from a disease of continuous discontinuity. Hmm. That we start things and we don't. We have got. Uh, a pen file, the pen, uh, pen African language in the society mm-hmm. that can correct us. We have uh, the moral regeneration that have got to look at our morality. We have a commission on uh, on linguistic and cultural minorities. We have all of those beautiful chapter nine, you know, institutions. When you look at each of those chapter nine, they are in themselves instruments of healing and preventing the further erosion uh, of our own kind of society. Mm. But those chapter 9 institutions are not well-funded. Sure. They are not well even, uh, uh, in a sense, managed, you know, many of them, because we deploy the people rather than getting the people for the necessary expertise uh, in, uh, to work out programs of bringing about that meaningful change. Thank you, Prof. Thank you very much uh, for joining us and bringing context uh, to this conversation. And I hope that uh, we begin uh, talking, talking uh, that the conversation does not only end uh, with us having had this conversation on air, um, but on social media, uh, we continue just uh, having dialogue, having conversations, uh, conversations that help uh, with introspection, with self-reflection, with group reflection, because it also depends on where you come 
come from um, and what informs your narrative. And Temba uh, Rajuli saying, each one according to his way, uh, my view is Mandela should not be blamed. And, uh, you know, there is that sense that uh, uh, he made decisions unanimously. And that's unfortunate because he belonged to a collective and has always said um, that together we made decisions. And I I simply uh, followed. And uh, let's uh, go to the news headlines now. Joalani Tulo is uh, standing by.